Hello, welcome back to the podcast or welcome to the podcast if you are brand new. My name is Laura and I am your host. Now this week on the show, I have an exciting guest interview episode to share with you. I was joined by Thomas Erickson, who is a best-selling author, human behaviour specialist and lecturer from Sweden. Thomas's book, Surrounded by Idiots, has sold over 3 million copies and has been translated into 42 different languages. In this episode, we discuss Thomas's background journey, how he got into studying human behaviour. We then talk about developing self-awareness, how we can begin to develop our own self-awareness. Do we really have self-awareness or are we just touching the surface? We then spoke about why it's important to develop self-awareness, how this looks and the impact that it can have on our life. We spoke about collaborating and communicating with other people, why developing our relationships with people is going to be the thing that will really carry us through towards the goals that we have, the manifestations that we want to bring into our reality. There's only so much that we can do on our own. This is why when we have different types of relationships that are healthy and beneficial, even if they're not exactly like us in terms of our personality traits, that is going to be vital for us in terms of the things that we achieve or how we feel in this lifetime we do know that the quality of relationships that we have does impact on how fulfilled we feel in life so when you think about understanding different personality traits different strengths different weaknesses and you're able to build that level of awareness you can then apply that to your own personal relationships or professional relationships as a means of being able to build and sustain and grow the connections that you have with other people instead of feeling like other people have to change to suit you we we know that we can't change other people and that's something that we talk about in this episode but it's really taking that level of accountability to still have the communication to collaborate with other people We then talk about the book Surrounded by Idiots and Thomas goes into detail explaining the different colour types that he shares in the book, what they mean. We also talk about how different colour types can have the opposites and is it possible for the opposite colour types to be able to get along well and if it is, how can we do that? We then talk about energy vampires. Thomas has a book currently on pre-sale which is due to be released in the autumn time called Surrounded by Energy Vampires. So I really wanted to explore this topic because I think energy vampires are everywhere aren't they if we allow them into our space. So we discussed how we can protect ourselves from them, why certain people drain us more than others And what are some of the ways in which that we can increase our levels of accountability by applying boundaries, why it's important to implement boundaries and stick to our boundaries. And it might be more difficult to apply a boundary to sit with certain people than it is with other people. We then talk about habits, developing healthy habits, how the habits in which that we have are going to influence our behaviour because if we think about it from the context of wanting to improve how we're showing up we do have to look at the habits that we have from a small daily basis and that does apply to our human behaviour so it's thinking about okay well we might have a core natural personality which we don't want to change who we are naturally you know that is your core essence it's just more thinking well are these habits helping me or are they hindering me and what can I do to apply my levels of self-awareness to alter the habits that I'm showing up in to make a different decision to then be able to have a more happy fulfilled successful life or the things that you want to achieve in your life so yeah we go into so much and I was super excited to have him on the show I did read his book, Surrounded by Idiots, a couple of years ago and I was seeing it everywhere online at the time and honestly it did help me a lot in regards to just understanding myself. I could easily spot myself in the colour, in the certain colour groups which I'm not going to give away too much. I'll let you listen to the episode to just hear a little bit more. 
If you do enjoy this episode, please be sure to let me know. You can either drop me a DM on Instagram or take a screenshot of yourself listening to the episode, upload it to your stories and tag me so I can see. And if you are feeling generous and you are maybe new here, maybe you've been recently binge listening to some of my episodes that I've had up for a little while and you've not left a review, I'd be so grateful if you wouldn't mind taking a little small moment of your day to just leave a little review on the stars that you can see on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That would be amazing if you wouldn't mind taking the opportunity to do that. And if you have already, I just want to say thank you so much. I am beyond grateful for you just tuning in and listening to the show and I hope that it is beneficial for you in some way. The other point that I wanted to make is you may have previously listened to my series that I have at the moment which is called How She Lifted Herself. There's currently two episodes that I have on the podcast. One is about Lizzo and then the other is Jamie Kern Limmer. I have one more plan to do and I was originally going to post that episode this week. However, I have decided to shift the schedule a little bit, just taking into account what I have going on. So I've decided to put the final How She Lifted Herself episode at the end of July. So it is still going to be coming. I've not forgotten in case you do enjoy those episodes and I just wanted to mention here If you would like to know a little bit more about how you can work with me for one-on-one coaching, then I will leave an application form linked in the description of this episode so you can find it. It's only super short. It just tells me who you are and a little bit about you so I'm able to get in touch and we can take it from there. I'm going to let the episode play now. I hope that you enjoy it and have a lovely day or evening wherever you are in the world. So let's get into it. Welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and I created this podcast to help you feel inspired and uplifted so you can unleash your potential self to the world. In this podcast, I talk about divine feminine energy, female empowerment, personal development, and much more. You can expect a mixture of guest interviews and solo episodes from me, alongside some of my guided meditations. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Lift Yourself with Laura. Today, I am joined by Thomas Erickson, who is a human behavior expert, consultant, and best-selling author of a book you may know called Surrounded by Idiots. Thomas has also written a number of other books, including Surrounded by Narcissists, Surrounded by Psychopaths, and his new book, which is on pre-order, which is called Surrounded by Energy Vampires. So Thomas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. What I would love to dive into, in case anyone listening doesn't know who you are and your background, just anything that you feel called to share with us, please. Oh, you should never ask a lecturer about himself because maybe he will never stop talking. <laughs> well, quickly, I'm an economist, really. I'm an ex-banker who got really tired of that industry because it was so, well, it was, generally speaking, quite boring. And yeah, probably out of a coincidence, I ran into education, which led me to working with behaviors and and and, and uh, profiling of people and so on. And I got my first managing position at the age of 24. I messed it up. HR department told me, would you do a personality test maybe, learn something about yourself, which I did. And that put me on track on really investigating who I am and look into myself, building my self-awareness. And that's where actually things started to take off, I would say, when it comes to these things. Combining with a dream of being an author, you know, this led to that and here I am. That's the short version, at least. (laughs) So it was your own experiences that led you into studying more about why humans behave the way in which they do. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. I seriously messed it up, mostly because of the lack of self-awareness. I did not know who I was, what uh, impact I made on people. I have never 
I had never pondered the question how I am affecting everybody around me. You know, it was a non-issue for me, very bad. I I I was a bad manager. I was a lousy manager. Right. I got better. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about self-awareness. What would you say is like the definition of self-awareness and how people can begin to grow a greater sense of understanding of who they are and why they might have certain strengths and certain weaknesses? Mm. Self-awareness is to understand yourself, but not in this fluffy new age way, you know, get to know thyself, but kind of understand who you really are. But most important, what do everybody else see when they meet you? What's happening in their mind when you present yourself to them? What signals are you sending? You know, it doesn't really matter who you think you are. What they are observing and, and, and taking in is what actually matters. Who's right and who's wrong? It doesn't really matter, right? What matters is that you can have, let's say, a similar picture of you, a similar image of who you really are. And also to take in, well, feedback from people. If people say, you know, you're kind of into interrupting, aren't you? You interrupt me all the time. I might say, no, I don't do that. I'm, I'm just very, you know, excited. I'm so, so focused on things. So I get, get carried away. Yeah, you know, you're interrupting me, you know. So who's right and who's wrong? Maybe I should actually pay attention. That's a way of building your self-awareness. I don't think anyone can achieve anything really, really, uh, of really, really high value if you don't have self-awareness. You're going to miss out on so many things if you actually don't dare to view yourself in the mirror. For me, it has been an absolute, it has been a struggle, Yes, it's been hard times to to get to know myself, but it has absolutely been worth it, I would say. Yeah, and I find that when you build a greater sense of understanding as to who you are, it can really help you because you'll come across different people who view you in a different light. So different people aren't always going to have the same impression as to who we are. That's been my understanding. Like certain people might really like you and then certain people might dislike you and we can't change other people's perceptions of us. So talk to us about that. Well, basically speaking, you can't change somebody else, but you can change yourself. Sounds like a bit of a cliche and I guess it is in a way, but we have to remind ourselves we are who we are. Self-awareness is not only understand about understanding, it's also about what could I do about the edges of my personality, let's call it. Could I sort of take it down a little bit? Could I adjust things? Should I adapt in these situations? It is about learning and how to get along better in life. I mean, this is a matter of, of social competence or people skills, let's say. You... You have to pay attention. You can't just stumble around in life and do whatever. Well, you can, but then you have to suffer the consequences from it. A lot of people do. They say, well, I am who I am. And you have to take me as the way I am. And that's just the way it is. And, and you know, full stop. And I say, yeah, sure. That's, that's up to you. But it's actually a bad idea because you are missing out on so many things. The potential is there. I think it's wrong to say you can be anything like our parents said. Oh, you can be anything, anything in the plan on the planet. You can be whatever you, you want to be. No, you can't. You can actually not be anything. You can be a lot more than you might think. I wanted to be a basketball player as a young man. They said, that's not going to happen. Too short, you know, because some guys, they just hit the roof and I get the ceiling and I kind of, oh, no, oh, no. And then I said, well, then I'm going to do Formula One driving. Can't do that either. Too tall. You know, this is a very unfair planet, don't you think? But it is what it is. I had to find something where my height didn't matter. Writing books, for instance. Nobody cares how tall I am when I'm writing books. It's just a simple example of how it is. It might seem a bit unfair, but the more you know about yourself, the more people help you to build your the true image of the true you, the true who you really are. The better you can use your strengths and sort of, sort of 
fine tune and polish the weaknesses because you have weaknesses. I have weaknesses. I'm struggling with this since well, 30 plus something years now. And I'm still working on this project that is me. It's not about being self-centered or egotistic. It could be, but it's not in my case, I hope. Knock, knock. <laughs> but it's about being the best, well, the best version of myself, I guess, in a way. That's one way to put it. Mm, yeah, that makes sense because especially if a lot of people who listen to the podcast are really into self-development and working on themselves and they might have a dream or a vision that they want to go and move towards and attract. Now, the point you're making about having that self-awareness of it really separates the the position of it being a delusion like it's never going to happen and it's a dream and it's possible and you can take your aligned action steps through working on yourself to begin to create that as a reality for yourself as an example becoming an author is that what you mean more or less i mean i, I can elaborate on this for hours and hours because this is my profession but you know it's it's it, it's like you know, nobody can make it on his own. Sometimes we hear about it's a self-made man, usually a man, but it's a lie. No one is a self-made man. That's just stupidity. You can't claim to be a self-made man because you will always need other people. You will always need to be in collaboration with you know lots and lots and lots and lots of people. And the more you want to achieve in life, the more people you will need to surround yourself with good people and people who challenge you a little bit and people who who makes you furious, you know, and who will make you say, I'm going to show them, you know. You need all kinds and support and all of it. But you are not a self-made man or a self-made woman. Sorry, that's not going to happen. So you need other people. However, in order to collaborate and, 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 and cooperate and communicate with people and connect with people, you need to have social skills. You need to have this way of dealing with people. And here self-awareness comes in once again, because like all communication, even if it's a, it's a if it's a physical journey, geographical travel you take, I mean, if I'm going to London, I'm going to call my travel agency up. Well, we don't do that anymore, but for the sake of argument. And I say, I want to have a flight ticket to Heathrow. And they're going to, they're going to say, no problem. But then they're going to ask me, from where would you like to go, mister? Just imagine I tell them, never mind that. Don't be so problem-oriented. Get, just send me the bloody ticket. How will they solve it? Well, they won't solve it because you need two dots on the map in order to connect them. You need a starting point and you need a destination. And the starting point in all kind of communication, if it's a verbal, psychological, emotional, physical, whatever, will be you. You are the starting point. And if you don't know where you are, how will they get you the ticket? In my case, it would be Stockholm, but I could have said Oslo or, or Helsinki in Finland or, I don't know, Delhi or, or Canberra in Australia. I need to have a starting point. A lot of people don't have this. So they are aiming for, as you said, a dream or maybe a vision. Or maybe they have a certain goal, but they don't know the starting point. I want to be an author, a lot of people say. You know, I hear this on a base, basically on a weekly basis. People say, oh, I'm going to write a book myself. Oh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write two books. And I said, sure, do that. Do you know how to? Well, you just sit down, you know, and you you, you sort of uh, glue yourself to the chair because they read this, you know, blah, 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 cliches from authors. And I say, well, what about your, your do you have any prerequisites to actually be an author? To just put 100,000 words in a document, do you know how to do that? Oh, that's going to take me a while. Yes, do you have the time? You know, you have to prepare everything around you. And who are you to make such a claim? You need to know where the starting point is. Otherwise, you won't write a book because it's too much work. Mm -hmm. This is just a simplified example, I know. But, you know, build a career or, or make a vision or start a business, or be an entrepreneur or travel the world or whatever. If you don't know where you're, I'm going to stop ranting about this now but it is so so important 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and my my first understanding and introduction of becoming aware of different people's personality traits and why they may behave in the way that they do and how we're able to almost be able to still work in collaboration with different people was your book, Surrounded by Idiots, and I have recommended it to so many people. So for anyone who's listening who might have not read that book before, are you able to just talk us through the different personality types and the colours and how you structured the book because I think that would be really useful for people well basically I haven't invented anything I am not a scientist I'm not a researcher I took something that I found useful and I put it in a book and you could call it this two by two matrix based on extroversion introversion task orientation people orientation and you get uh, four fundamental types of let's say types within people like like but but only the basics basics uh, it's like when you bake a cake you need to understand what does milk do for the cake and sugar and if you add you know salt and what's going to happen to it but then you can mix it you get the red type who is uh, dominant you know fast forward thinking quite competitive very impatient looking straight in the eyes yeah, yeah, speed up speed up you know if you have full control over your car you you ain't going fast enough, you know. Life is short. Let's get going. Are you still here? What are you doing here? You know. So, so then they can they can be perceived as a bit uh, harsh to the, their surroundings and even a bit aggressive. But they are very, very focused, very result oriented. They they want to achieve great things in life. The other extroverted profile is the yellow types. They are extroverted, but they are also relation-oriented people. This is the people's people. So these are the smiley ones, the positive ones, the happy ones. You know, life is beautiful. It's so fun to be here. Creative ones, you know, when the sun is always shining. And even if you look out and you say, it's kind of raining, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sun is always shining somewhere, isn't it? Yes, it is. And they're happy and they are creative and they answer questions nobody's asking and they solve problems nobody's ever heard of. You know, they won't remember where they put their papers. You know, where they won't find their stuff because they're not so detailed focused. I see your smile there. Yes, I do. The thing is this, you have to love them because they are positive, you know, and they are open-minded and new ideas. And yes, they are welcoming to all, all the people. The other people-oriented uh, person is the green types, going over to the introvert side, uh, more silent, more caring, sharing, introvert to people-oriented, which makes them very friendly, very nice to be around, very helpful. Whenever you go for a cup of tea without asking you, oh, fancy cup of tea, you are, oh, and you too, and you, oh, no, you drink coffee. I remember, and you have also milk in your coffee, but they don't have any milk, but I'm going to go out and buy some milk for you because, of course, you need your coffee with milk. Of course, I'll do that for you. I'll offer you my lunch break, you know. They don't like changes. It was better before. It was much better before. Or, well, at least it was, maybe it wasn't better before, but it's it's worse now, don't you think? Yes. So, so, uh, and they are very conflict avert also, but very trustworthy, very loyal. The final uh, fundamental type is uh, the blue one, uh, task-oriented introvert which gives you an engineer or a tax sheriff, maybe an accountant, perhaps. Detail-focused, quality, very precise, loves details, um, fact-oriented, details, proofs, details. Did I mention details? They love Excel sheets. You know, they can put anything, anything in an Excel sheet and make some sort of an algorithm about it because, you know, this is fascinating, don't you think? Everything is interesting and everything. You have to dig down to the groundwater to really find all the fantastic details. How do you know? Well, I read the manual. Well, do you have it in the original language where you don't speak French? I could learn, you know. That is how that's how they go about. And quality is all they are looking for. So these are not types of people, it's more like types within people. And as I just mentioned, you can combine them, of course. We all have the capacity for any color within us, but the situation usually defines how we how we would act in a certain way statistically speaking because we have a lot of data we have a lot of data 50 million analysis to 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 base this on most people about 80 percent is a combination of two colors could be any combination uh some people have three colors yours truly which makes me more complex to to interpret i've heard 
and 5% of the population has one color, like my wife, and she's red. And red people are 9.5% of the population. So she says, I am similar to a half a percentage on the planet, so I'm very unique. And I say, yes, dear. It's all ar around all these themes and what to do and what not to do and how they will act and body language and communication and verbal style and all of it. All the sort of interactions between these different uh, types of people, let's say. I'm just curious to know which one you are or which of your three. Well, it's easy to say which one I'm not. I have a high uh, red bar and also a high blue bar. They are actually equally high, like this. And then I have quite some yellow. I have absolutely no green whatsoever. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I, it's, I blame it on my mother's side. I, I don't know what happened. So I could switch pretty easily these days. I could switch pretty, pretty easily between red, blue, and yellow. I'm yellow on stage, usually. I am red when it comes to the entrepreneurial stuff. When it comes to, you know, building a businesses and writing books, I'm quite blue because that takes perseverance. That's the blue factor. So I, can, I have learned now how to push the right button in order to be the best, to sort of to, to use a variety of, of what is already in there. When I, was, when I was a really young man, all of these things conflicted within me. That made me quite uh, furious sometimes. I would like to push the brakes and the accelerator at the same time, which didn't work at all. But now I have learned how to sort of adjust myself, which I do not perfectly well because... I have more to learn about me, as I said before, but I'm doing it better and better for every year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, in the book, you do go into a lot more detail, which really helps you understand things and identify what colors you feel that resonate the most with you. Do you think that we have a natural core value color that we are so i know that you mentioned how depending on what setting we're in we might like step into more of the red or more of the green or more of the blue but is there a natural core who we just not who we are without yes <laughs> yes it is there are there there is a certain in in general i mean don't have to be technical here, but in general you have two profiles you have the natural style which is the true you let's say who you really are when you don't feel you have to adapt or adjust yourself in any way. You don't have to reflect who is this and what should I do now. You, you are just, you're just, you're just you, you know, you're just Laura, nothing else. Some people say that's when you kind of are asleep. I don't know. The more calm with yourself you get, the more self-aware and the more, the more, maybe the more self-confident you get, the more you dare to show who you really are, hopefully without stepping on people's toes. But you also have an adapted style, which is the person that you are trying to be. I mean, take, take a job, for instance, when you go to work, you have a picture in your mind how you should be in order to do the job the best possible way, right? which means that you try to pretend to be someone that you're not exactly like. Maybe you push the blue bar up a little bit because your boss is, is sort of a detail-oriented lady. She will ask you about the Excel sheet and this and that, you know, and the plans for three months ahead. So you have to go blue a little bit. Or maybe you have a yellow boss who is kind of, or yellow co-workers. Maybe you're in a sales organization. Everybody's open the lid in the front and outcomes, whatever. You just have to hang in there you know so you just have to be a little bit like them too so you go full yellow because that's going to make you friends you know maybe you're not exactly blue or exactly yellow but you can sort of push yourself a little bit the trick here is to not that's the adapted style your interpretation of the environment that you're in interesting enough some people see the same environment but they interpret it in a different way so some will go blue or some will go yellow in the same room which is kind of interesting but who am I to judge? But also, know here and, and to understand and really to where I'm going with all this is if you work too hard on who you would like to be, you might do it too hard because you should never violate your personality. You should never try to be somewhat totally different from you. Of course, you should have to unsharpen the edges around you a little bit. You have to be smart. You have to. Uh, you know, read the, uh, the room, so to speak. But you shouldn't try to be someone completely different. If you are blue, 
you should never go full yellow because those are contradictory 100%. You can go in the in the yellow direction and, and open up a little bit. But over time, you need to be as much as you are originally, let's say. Otherwise, it's going to give you stress-related diseases, physical ones. You're going to feel bad you know, in your stomach, you're going to have headaches and, and, and you know, a lot of, lot of things. And so I, I usually urge people to work on themselves, but don't change their personalities. Build your competences, build a new set of skills and learn, you know, public speaking or writing or, you know, entrepreneurship or sales or, or whatever. But try to do it without violating your personality. Mm. which is kind of, it, 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 this is easy to say, but it's kind of hard to do. That's why I do a lot of serious coaching when it comes to ex executives and entrepreneurs. I work with quite successful people all over Europe, really. And they're really good at what they do, but they are still struggling. People making millions of pounds on, on a day, on a yearly basis. And they still are confused. I don't know who I am, people tell me. And I say, well, I, we, we can work on that. Because it's best to do what you love to do without trying to be somebody you're not does yeah. this make any sense yeah it, it really does it's kind of like staying true to who you are whilst then still doing the things that you need to do to adapt to be able to kind of work in a, in a setting of whether it's a co-working relationship or an actual personal relationship yeah exactly i mean i'm not saying you can be who you are and that's fine because we all have weaknesses we need to work on ourselves so that, that's why it, it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a complicated thing but it's worth doing it you can you can uh, build competence that you can build uh, get your I mean, as i said get new sets of skills you can learn new things and you can learn how to behave and act in a way that will make people respect you but still you have to Keep some of you as it is. Otherwise, you're going to be you're going to be some sort of I don't know. I'm not talking about being a chameleon because we're all chameleons in one way or another. But I'm talking about being some sort of made up persona. It's going to hurt you mm. at the end of the day. That is for sure. Yeah, definitely. Are you able to read other people's personality types really well even if you've only just first met them or does it take a little bit of time of getting to know someone before you can identify where they are or where they sit that is of course the right question isn't it uh well most people i can define pretty quickly but remember i've been doing this for more than 30 years so this is my profession some people are, are more complicated as i said myself reading myself, uh, reading me for, for other people is a, a bit complicated because I know what to fall into depending on who it is. So maybe I'm too much of a chameleon sometimes. That could be the case. And I have three really high bars within my own personal style, let's say, which makes me hard to interpret. The easiest ones to wrap your head around is obviously the ones with only one color. If it's only a yellow person, it's it's quite simple because they can't, control themselves you know they say I'm, they're going to sit there you know and frowning and looking serious but in a, in a short while they're going to smile you know they're going to interrupt me and they're going to crack a joke and they're going to say well have you seen let's go for lunch you know boom it, it's, it's just going to happen one, one one ceo of a company a couple of years ago he came to me and said i think we made a bad recruitment we have this guy you know we we, we can't i can't i i don't understand anybody anything about him should we just let him go? And I said, well, what's the problem? Well, there's nothing to analyze. I can't, I can't, I don't understand him. There's nothing to analyze. You know, so what, what is he doing? Well, he turned, he turned his desk around. So now he's sitting down there facing the wall, you know, with his back to his colleagues. Very strange. And I said, okay, does he have his headphones on? Yes. How, how could you know? <laughs> well, how, how did I know that? And does he talk much? No, no. He doesn't show up at the coffee room. He never have lunch together. He just sits there. It, does, it doesn't do anything, it just sits there. And I said, are you sure nothing is moving? He said, well, the, his eyes are moving like this. And I said, okay, why is that? Well, he's viewing the screen, obviously, in this office. Why, why, why is the screen? Why are things on the screen moving? Well, he's tapping the keyboard, obviously, really quickly. Okay, you know, I think I have solved the mystery. I said, I think it's working, you know, without uh, distracting anybody else. 
And he said, aha, what do you mean? I said, it's a blue behavior. He doesn't need you or anybody else. As long as he knows what he's doing and what he that he has everything that he needs, he's not going to bother you and you shouldn't bother him either. This is the best coworker if you want him to just, you know, bang away on his computer. But he said, I can't analyze him. But complete silence and stillness is also quite easy to analyze, but you have to know what you're looking for. So they just let the guy be, and, and he was perfectly comfortable. I said, good, don't talk to me. I have nothing to say. <laughs> in other organizations, it might not have worked because, you know, boring, but here it was perfect. So, Yeah. What would you say you'd read me as being? Well, uh, you can't deny your yellow side now, can't, can you? No. <laughs> no. And, you know, you kind of gave it away because when I start talking about yellow people, you will see this on the recording afterwards. You start to smile and you do it again. It's a lovely smile because, oh, that's a yellow trait. If I talk about yellows in general, not you specifically because we don't know each other, but yellow people in general will say, oh, do me, talk about me. This is fantastic. I'm going to hear something about me. So they will be happy. That's a yellow trait. I'm not saying that goes for you, but yellow people in general find that quite interesting. Everybody want to talk about themselves. 95% of everybody's thoughts are basically about themselves. What differs yellow people from others, it, it, it shows on the outside. That's, that's the only difference, actually. Yeah. Which makes people like them because, you know, they're open-minded. They're sort of open books sometimes. But it, it's, it, it creates a sort of an honesty about it. They don't hide themselves, you know. They're open about who they are, what they think and what they don't think and what they like and what they dislike and all of it. For me, that's that's brilliant, actually. Yeah, yeah I would resonate a lot with, with the yellow personality, 100%. So I agree with you on that one. Um, I think you've read me well. Now, you talk a lot about in your, well, obviously you've got a new book coming out called Energy Vampires. We've been focusing on self-awareness and understanding ourselves, but how about when we are around lots of different people on lots of different occasions and it can be quite draining and it can be a little bit deflating depending on the circumstances. So I would love to hear a bit about what the book is is regarding and how we're able to protect ourselves from any any energy vampires well when it comes to energy vampires you know the soul suckers in your life the one you know we all been in those situations to sit at your desk or you sit in a chair you sit in a cafe or whatever and the door opens and in enters exactly the wrong person and you look at him or her and you just go oh no and I was doing so well. No, not today. Oh, please, not him, not her. That's an energy vampire. That's a real soul sucker. It could be anyone. It could be someone who you might have a conflict with, but it could be somebody who is quite your opposite. If you are totally yellow, for the sake of argument, and you meet somebody completely blue, or if you are green and you meet somebody totally red, that's the opposite personality, let's say. That could steal your energy. But it could also be a drama queen. It could be a passive-aggressive person. It could be a bully. It could be a narcissist. It could be a control freak. Who, you know, blue on steroids. It could be a total control freak. Will ask you one gazillion questions about absolutely nothing. And doesn't matter really what you answer. They will have another 10 million questions afterward because they just want to know. They don't know what they want to know. But just They just want to know. And... Any type of person, any type of character that you have trouble dealing with will be an energy vampire. And this book that comes this autumn, I think it's in September, I, I believe. Don't, don't take this for 100% granted. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's late September. Uh, it, it's about how to recognize them. It's about how to deal with them obviously i have sketched out quite detailed plans when it comes to each and every one of them but also also sometimes you find the energy vampire in the mirror happened to me once did not end happily sometimes we are the vampires in other people's lives because we haven't read the room we just stumbled in there and cracked jokes you know and made made offensive statements because we thought we were sort of on the team, but we weren't. We were actually messing things up because we didn't pay attention. 
So then we might be the energy vampire. So you can learn more about yourself there as well. That is what that book is about. It was a great joy to write it. I had a lot of fun writing that book, I have to say. And uh, actually, I read a chapter this morning. It made me laugh. And even I knew what it was in there. But I still, I still started laughing because, you know, the witchiness of the author, right? <laughs> Boosting my ego here. I think it was. I think it's a great book. You can find it in bookstores and in libraries and and you know audio services and everything probably. So if you have a prescription subscription, look there. Yeah, I think you make a real good point. How it sometimes it can be us causing us to feel drained or getting in our own way or the impact that we're having on other people. I talk a lot about boundaries with the content that we create on the podcast and. If you think about like en- protecting your energy, it's about inputting a boundary. And sometimes we need to put a boundary in for ourselves and how we're responding to other people and then being able to take that level of accountability of, oh, well, I don't, I'm not, I think you mentioned earlier on when we started recording how we can't change other people. We can just learn to adapt our behavior in order to, you know, have the best out of that situation. Exactly. You cannot change somebody else, but you can change yourself but boundaries i'm happy you brought it up because some people have this kind of how should i put it some sort of idea they have to put up with anything because they want to be kind and friendly and nice and polite and everything and sure you you should you know adapt to certain situations we we have to be a bit uh, streamlined sometimes sure but if people are are misbehaving or if people are you know putting you down and or, or just acting rude or anything of course you have to say stop there you are crossing my boundaries now that's not okay you have to pay attention to these things for me it's totally fine to say you know what you're doing over there doesn't work for me at all you have to come over here now because otherwise we can't collaborate this this ain't going to work just the way it is do you mean in a sense of Actually, like sorry Sorry. No, please. I was just going to add was do you mean in a sense of speaking your truth and you know making them know how you feel in a situation? Well, maybe you shouldn't be oversensitive because it can be quite a tough planet, this one. But what I'm what I mean is if it feels bad, the interaction with another person, it is bad. Maybe you don't understand why it is bad. Somebody enters the room and you feel you're, you're, you're you know, it, it, it's an energy vampire, it's a soul sucker or whatever. You just, you just, just get drained. You just want to go to bed because then they start talking. You know, you know everything they're going to say. You're going to hear the same old damn stories once more. You are really exhausted just by looking at this face. It could happen. If it feels bad, it is bad. If someone is bullying you at work or at home or in your family even, you need to define where your boundaries are as you said and you need to say now you are crossing my boundaries here that is not okay what i need you to do now is to step away a little bit and we can have a conversation you shouldn't be childish and say i don't want to talk to you you know you're an idiot that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is we have to have a conversation about our conversation we have to communicate about our communication what you're doing there doesn't work for me one bit let's have a chat that is totally okay as long as you keep an sort of a grown-up attitude about it right you can't you know stomping on the floor and behaving like a like some sort of a i don't know little dog or something you have to you have to you have to but you have to pay attention the thing is people are letting energy vampires into their lives and letting them to who get them getting too near because they don't really see it you know step by step bit by bit they are closing in you know and misbehaving a little bit there and a little bit here and all of a sudden you find yourself facing somebody that you really really well maybe even hate Mm. if you had used your your boundaries before you know three months ahead you should have said stop it mister not okay pay attention what i'm telling you now maybe you could have stopped that because people will you know What's the English expression? You you, you give them a, a, a little finger and they take your whole arm. I don't know how you really phrase it, but you know what I mean. Give them an inch, they take little... a mile. Exactly, even even better, right? But you know, you you can't you can't you can't 
accept things that feels bad. We have to take some. But when you feel it's a repetitive process, when you see a pattern, like with the psychopaths or narcissists or Machiavellians or, or, or devouring mothers or whatever, you need to pay attention and say, this feels bad. I need to check myself here. Why does this feel bad? And when it feels bad, you have to accept it. It's bad because A, B, C. Can I do something about it? Can I move away? Should I walk away? Should I, what should I do? Or should I confront this individual by saying, as I just said now, said just now, stop it, not okay. Let's communicate about how we communicate. That is how you make it work. And it actually works. Sometimes you have to go separate ways anyways. It's just the way it is. You have to part. It's just the way it is. Mm. Yeah. But you should make an effort. You should make an effort to try to make it work. Because you need people, as we talked about before. You need people. Yeah. Of course, there's only, you can't, as you say, do do anything that you want or create anything that, that you want to create in life without that collaboration and support and community of, of other people. And naturally, as humans, we thrive in that supportive environment, don't we? Is vital for us to look at how we're showing up, how we're behaving and what we can do to improve ourselves, which will then improve the other people's or other people's responses to us I think what's that saying when people feel like everyone else is the problem and it's like well that's a pattern is, is it really like you're the problem exactly are you sure you're not the problem yeah it's, it's like this guy you know can't find a girlfriend finds wrong wrongs and faults with all of them and you know he never looks himself in the mirror you know there's a lot of these people there was an American study and the states is not Europe I know but it's interesting anyway. They checked uh, this American um, psychologist, researcher, scientist, uh, Tasha Urish, I think her name was. She asked 3,500 people, quite big study, about their self-awareness. You know, how self-aware are you? Interestingly enough, 95% rated themselves above average you don't have to work with statistics to understand that's actually mathematically impossible everybody cannot be above average so she did a 360 analysis asking people around them answer 10 maybe 15 percent have a self-awareness that might be something worth worth uh, looking into which gives us a huge potential of 80 percent most people don't have a clue they don't know again they don't know they don't understand they are the energy vampires themselves they don't know they are messing it up. They don't know. They should pay attention or be quicker or, or, or slower or, you know, whatever, because they haven't considered it. I mean, we are so filled with thoughts about ourselves. You can think about yourself too much, you know, and sometimes you need guidance. That's where coaching comes in. Someone who can give you a proper feedback, say, okay, I see, I understand. When you do this, you end up over here. Is that good or bad? Oh, it's bad. Okay, so, so should you continue to do this? Well, I have to. Well, are you sure about that? Do you really have to be there all the time? Oh, well, maybe not. So, so why do you go there? You know, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Most people answer this. Why do you do it? They tell me, I don't know. It's a pattern. It, it's, 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 just, it's just some sort of pattern. I don't know. It, it's, uh, it's a habit. Yeah, that's so Break the habits. Break yeah. the habit, the hardest thing you could ever set yourself to, you know, to break a habit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, oh God, we can talk about this for hours, breaking habits. That's really, really hard to do. It mm. can be done. It usually requires something extra, but it can absolutely be done. One of the things that I look at with habits is it's changing the behavior patterns and the beliefs behind why you do something. And if you view yourself as a certain identity or certain person, it's usually those habits that accumulate for you presenting in that way. So if we're changing a habit, say if you, a person wants to get fit and healthy and start looking after themselves more, well, what are the habits that they'd need to alter in order to have that identity of being that version of themselves and it's breaking the familiar patterns that they're so used to which is giving them a result that they're not happy with mm -hmm. yeah well put well put exactly exactly i mean habits habits aren't my that's not my 
main field, let's say. But I worked on my own habits for quite some time now. When it comes to physical habits, you know, working out, uh, diets, things. You know, I haven't always been living a super healthy lifestyle, I admit it. But I'm getting older, as you can see. And I lost my father for not so long time ago. And he, he turned almost 90. And what we think that was about was he stimul he had this highly form of, of uh, well, he was he was really he was a sportsman in young ages he, he was doing all sports at the same time so he had a really strong physique and he kept moving around he was working until he was seventy nine but also intellectually he was stimul stimulating himself intellectually challenging himself intellectually all the way to the very end actually reading books you know looking at webinars all these things interested in technology. And, an engineer he was. And he has done a lot of things that I have seen my whole life, but actually never considered. But when I started observing his habits, I realized, my God, here is the answer to a lot of things that I don't do. If I just copy what he does, it's actually not that tricky when you really see, oh, that's a good habit. You know, mm -hmm. like, like an app a day keeps the doctor away. What if that's true? Yeah, maybe it's more complicated than that. But what if that's true? Like like this um, business uh, philosopher Jim Rohn said many years ago, to take a, a walk around the block every morning for ten minutes. Maybe that's all you need, and we know that's a good thing. So why don't you do it? Well, I'm busy. Well, no, you're not that busy. Stupid, you know. Just pay attention. I have everything I need. So I started to working out. I started to eat more healthy. I started to you know, uh, uh, only drink water, basically, because start to getting better sleeping routines and start to listening to people. As I mentioned before, but going back to where we started this conversation, I have no green in my profile, meaning I'm a lousy listener. Greens are the best listeners. Everybody else is not poor listeners, maybe, but greens have it naturally. Yellow is actually struggling more and i had too much red and yellow in me to be a natural good listener so i had to practice active listening that's another habit i'm i tried to break now nowadays people consider me a good listener but i had to turn a switch on i have to be aware i don't have it i have to turn it on but when i do i can do it that's another habit yeah amazing Thomas, I've loved every single moment of this conversation. Before you do go, are you able to just let us know where people can find out a little bit more about you? Well, you will find me on most of the platforms out there. You find me on YouTube, my my, my website, surroundedbyidiots.com. Then you probably can, can you know, click your way through everything. I am pretty represented on social media, even though it's not my, it's not my, that is not my mother's tongue. Talk social media-ish, whatever that might be. But you can find me there, and I am uh, I am giving lectures. If you keep your eyes open, I'm producing new books every year. So welcome in. Amazing. Thank you so much. I've loved every minute of this conversation, and I highly recommend, if you haven't bought Surrounded by Idiots, that you go out and get yourself a copy because it will just provide you so much insight and understanding of different people's behaviors and where you sit and how it can help you move forward in life. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Lift Yourself Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe. And if you would like to see more content from me, follow me on Instagram at underscore Laura Lifts underscore. If you're feeling generous, Give this podcast a review on the Apple Podcast app as it will help this podcast get in front of more people who need to hear this content. Thank you so much for listening. I am so, so grateful to have you with me and I'm really looking forward to speaking to you next time.